0: Welcome back to The Swirl Sweet everybody. Happy Black History Month. This is episode two of our Black Food Series, and our guest is Chef Danielle Fiala. Chef Danielle was born in Jamaica. She has an engineering degree, but after she got a little homesick and hungry, she decided to pivot to the culinary arts. So she moved to San Francisco, went to culinary school, um, and then she ended up in wine country. The rest is history. She has a fabulous story. I hope you guys enjoy. Cheers. Oh, be sure to stick around for the entire episode when Tanisha describes her experience for the first Popeyes in Paris. Cheers, y'all. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. We got everybody in the building today. What's up? What's up? Hey, so let me talk to Tanisha
1: right now since she can't stay for the whole show or she gonna check out on us later. Girl, Bay, Bay
2: tickets are cheaper in Paris than they are in the US.
0: Yeah, I heard.
2: They're like that's 220. What been, that's what I've been hearing. They're like 200, 250. 220 euro to
1: something. like 550 euro.
0: Yeah, how
2: mm-hmm. much
1: are they in the States?
0: A thousand going to 5,000. Have we confirmed that? Because we I saw the screenshot, but I wasn't sure if it was Every, valid or not.
3: Every outlet I that I've it, seen, say I heard it was resale, those people were the ticket scalpers setting the price that way. That was
1: exactly, the but they have bots, B O T S. So by the time you get on, when the tickets go on sale, they're sold out because oh. Beyonce has this um pre register type thing going on for fans to get on before the bots or whatever. I don't know anything about that, but anyway, so but I was like, oh, if I'm gonna pay like $300 or a thousand. Why not I just go to Paris and make a trip out of it? Just go to How a whole other
2: country. Just go to a whole other country. Come through, sis. Come through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you about that offline. So that's what I wanted to shout you out about. Let you just marinate on that. Okay, I'm sorry.
2: Okay, I'm, I'm a marinate. Up oh, and it's done. Come through. <laughs> I love you. I'm <laughs> through.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in so many group chats where we're trying to strategize. People are getting sweets because they're trying to figure out if getting one suite would be cheaper and everybody just split the cost per person. It'll come out a lot cheaper than just getting an individual ticket. So I am on the registered list, but I won't know anything they said until the 10th. So... Now, excuse me, Big Spender, you talk about suites for the Beyond Baby Be concert? Right, right. What what I'm saying is if one person got a suite and just invited people, How yeah, much and the you, I don't I know. Today. I don't know. People, we are just like some, like some of my friends are just on these lists to get suites. Uh oh. and we'll see. Nobody knows nothing right, right now. <laughs> it's mysterious.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is insanity. The talk that I'm hearing about this and the memes and everybody losing it. This is literal insanity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Y'all about to be sleeping in boxes outside, <laughs> trying outside. to go to the concert. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not wild.
1: me. I'd rather get a, you know, I, I'm good for a good vacation. A vacay.
2: I'll just watch it on TikTok like I did the concert in Dubai. Like you
0: know I mean? it's not gonna be the same. Well, also, I don't know how you feel about the Renaissance album. That's a whole nother conversation. But oh yeah. So, oh yeah. That that's another podcast, sis. It
1: it is. It is
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll sleep oh, through that gosh. one. Yeah, I'll listen to that one afterwards.
1: No, you gotta be involved.
2: I'll listen, listen to that one on Apple when it's dropped
0: oh my gosh <laughs> um Leslie I want to let you know that yesterday I finished the whole bottle of komusha and I didn't mean to I meant to save some for today but I was up <laughs> watching a Grammy nice. and that bottle is gone it was so good it, it is so good. so good
2: his wines are really
0: good
3: he's oh amazing,
2: he is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. he's a really cool, cool guy oh have you met him Yeah, I met him when I was in South Africa last year. Oh, when um, for the conference he came to he came to the conference and people kept calling me Tanisha and I was like no and he's like (laughs) oh you're the one they keep Tanisha he was like uh huh because I've heard that name a few times and I'm like yeah because people keep calling me your name
3: wow wow you know y'all look alike so (laughs) don't worry it's out. It's black. I'm like, like in South yeah, Africa,
2: then. like everybody's supposed to be black, but no.
1: Mm-mm, that hey, so was that? Did he have a
3: pinotage? He does. Mm-hmm. He has. Mm-hmm. He has two. You know, he has a pinotage, and then he has a pinot. No, I'm thinking of his cab blend, but he does oh. have a pinotage, and I had the pinotage. It is really good, and the cab. He has a single cab and then he has a cab blend. So you have the pinotage on your site? Yes, I do.
0: Oh
3: is that the try that next is that the high end site? Can I get that on
1: my I'm trying, I'm trying you know to what? hold down for my sure?
3: Because it's a non-member wine. Okay. Members automatically get 15% off. Woo. woo, woo. The okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, that part broke all the way. Up. You're a member, yeah. Yeah. And but then um Cheryl Sherlin is um, not available in this area. They only have the rosé. So I actually wrote them and said, what's the deal? You know, what's going on in D.C.? So I'm waiting to hear back from them.
1: Now, when you say they only have the rosé, they only have the rosé still or they have the rosé
3: in the... Um... Sparkling. They have the rosé and the sparkling. And they do have the rosé and the sparkling.
1: Hmm. Yes, oh.
3: do have that. That's
1: delicious. Can you get that? Yeah,
3: let's talk about. Yeah, that. I sure can. I can definitely. We can add it to the site. Okay, I okay. Can definitely add
1: it. That'd be nice. you'll okay. also.
3: Well, also as a member, you get fifteen percent off of that. So the yeah. membership has its perks. Wow. Yeah, that's why I'm a member. But I just want that. So that's <laughs> the that's the one they make in
1: the son the Sanye method, the that that yeah. rose that we yeah. had.
2: Mm-hmm. Yum. Mm.
0: Yum. Yep. Okay
2: that's the one I want yeah. right
0: y'all better handle this business in the middle of the podcast <laughs> it's about wine it's about we wine. love you team everybody no, join I'm Leslie's Wine it. Club okay yeah everybody link is in work. the in the description box join it we have a special guest today hey special guest we're going to continue to talk about black food and we are here with Daniela how do you say your last name Fiala Fiala
4: Ah, welcome to the it's swirl not my last
0: name. I borrowed it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> welcome Sorry. to the world, this world suite, Danielle. Thank you.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: So, please introduce yourself to everybody.
4: Uh well, uh, my name is Daniel Fiala. I'm currently working as a private chef in the Bay Area. Um, so I'm I don't know if you can tell, I'm originally from Jamaica. That's my <laughs> spot. <laughs> uh, I've I've heard. I think you mentioned it in in one of the episodes I listened to. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Jamaica. I uh came to the states at 18 for college. I was on the east coast for a while and um just found myself starving as a college student and and homesick and and then the the adventures in the kitchen began. So um long story, we can get into we can get into that part later, but um <clears throat> so I've worked in restaurants all over San Francisco and Oakland and then in 2015 my husband and I decided we were going to move up to wine country and start a whole new life so so we did that and I've we've successfully made that transition I think so now now that I've dropped out of the restaurant life uh, I've worked as a culinary educator at Meadowood at the resort in Napa Valley and now I'm working as a private chef, as I mentioned, but um most of my clients are still I'm I'm located in Pittsburgh. Most of my clients are still in Napa and Sonoma and they're mostly wineries or winery affiliated people. So so I'm excited to to talk about food and wine together. That's very close to my heart. Oh.
1: All right, so we can't talk about Jamaica, huh? Okay. We I'm, can a talk about Jamaica too. I'm a Jamaica. I'm a
4: behavior. So, so okay, one quick question.
1: So what <laughs> yes. parish are you from?
4: I'm from Kingston. Kingston, Kingston. You know, just, well, Saint Andrew, just outside of Saint Kingston. Saint Andrews, so
1: right? Nice, you. nice. Okay, that's the only question. Yes, I'm okay. a city
4: girl. Oh. <laughs> I'm a town girl. Nice,
1: yum. I could
0: just. So I read that you have an engineering degree. We have another genius artist on our hands.
4: I don't know about genius, but <laughs> I managed to graduate. <laughs> so yeah, my uh, my bachelor's is in um, mechanical engineering and applied mechanics, and I have a minor in math. So yeah, what? quite a different world from from cooking, but you know, there's a lot of science in cooking too. So I tend to think of technique in that way and, and having a scientific background, I feel like has...
0: Well, well really I don't helps. know why I failed all those courses. I can cook, but it, it did,
4: yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it worked well, for me. you're cooking from the heart. <laughs> you don't need to cook from the head all the time. But I feel like, you know, having having that science background was really a benefit when I was teaching because then I, I could explain the why and not just tell people what to do. So
0: so you have to tell us, like, when did you decide that you weren't going to use your, well, I mean, you kind of are using your degree, but when did you pivot <laughs> into, when did you pivot into the food?
4: Uh, my first engineering job, I got out of school and I was working as an engineer and I just didn't, the the particular job I had just didn't really offer me any kind of creative outlet. And so I just found myself spending more and more time in the kitchen And I would take days off of work to prep for these elaborate dinner parties. And then my friends started inviting their friends and I got a little bit bigger. And then one day, some random person, I don't even remember who it was now, just said, why don't you just have your own restaurant? And so that that planted the seed. And so I started taking classes, like cooking classes at the restaurant school in Philly and then right around the same time, my company was starting to downsize and they were offering these voluntary severance packages. So I was like, you know, let me just try. It's, it's now or never. So I raised my hand for the voluntary severance and just handed that money over to culinary school and just packed up all my stuff, drove to California where I didn't have anybody. And I was like, okay, new life. I'm a chef now. <laughs> and I'm still here. So,
1: so is there, are there any things that you um, specialize in or that you used to specialize in that you like cooking besides good Jamaican food
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. besides Jamaican food (laughs) (laughs) I you know I wouldn't say I have a specialty Uh, I think my specialty is sort of being a a chameleon I'd say my style is is much more global um, because I obviously I'm from Jamaica half my family is Indian so you know that's that's kind of where I started out cooking yeah And then the next thing I learned to cook when I left home was I was living with these all these ladies from Morocco and Egypt and Tunisia. And and so that was like the next thing that I really embraced in terms of cooking. So, you know, North Africa and Middle Eastern food kind of has a special place in my heart. But then I went and I helped to open a restaurant that serves Spanish tapas and paella. So I have a whole side business just doing paella parties now. <laughs> I worked in a ramen shop, you know, I've worked in Italian restaurants. So, and and I really, Italy has a, a special place in my heart too. So, you know, it's just, yeah, I would say I, I don't really have a specialty. I just, <laughs> I like to learn and I like to explore world cultures through their food and, and to find like, find the commonalities in you know different ingredients or techniques or it, there's just there's there's so many things that carry over from one culture to another we just use them differently and and not, it's I enjoy exploring that
0: nice oh my gosh I know you can cook I feel like I can just taste it now um I so- agree
1: that's what I, that's where I'm at right now I'm
0: like oh my god I, can, I mean, so- you can feel
4: the love exactly
0: so you're from Jamaica and um you have Indian family like Mm -hmm. what, what were your Sunday dinners like?
4: Oh, Sunday dinner was a whole thing. I was so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy you asked me that. Um, No, Sunday dinner was very, very big in my family when I was growing up. And, and sadly it's not the same now because so many of us have moved away and split up, but we, we really treasure those memories. So Sunday was when the whole family would get together at my grandparents' house uh, so aunties, uncles, cousins, friends, whoever happened to be sleeping over that weekend. And it was just like a big old potluck. My grandma would do the bulk of the cooking. So she, usually she would have a roast beef and a roast chicken and she would probably have some rice and peas. And then we would bring, you know, mashed potatoes or mac and cheese or, you know, my aunt was always on salad duty. One of my one, one particular aunt was always on salad duty. That was like her, her jam. Um, yeah, and then there was always, you know, sometimes there's curry goat, sometimes a curry chicken, sometimes curry shrimp. There's always something curry, or or there's dal and roti. Shout out to Auntie Karen, <laughs> she taught me to make those when I was really young. Um, and then dessert, <sighs> dessert, <laughs> dessert was hit or miss, but it was always there. <laughs> if my mother made dessert, it was really good. She was she was famous for her ice box cakes. And her lemon meringue pie, and sometimes once I got older and my sister and I started to bake, you know, we'd make the the box cake mix, a uh, Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker. Uh, if Grandma was on dessert, it was ice cream and Jello, which was like a that was like a combination that she really <laughs> liked that I never understood. Or Jello with like evaporated milk <laughs> and over it, or she would make her own jelly that i later learned was i think it was like a depression era recipe but she insisted on calling it cow foot jelly and like who wants to eat cow foot jelly for dessert <laughs> and like dyed pink with strawberry syrup that was nuts not 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 it for me <laughs> but so, so from so...
1: <laughs> okay i'm sorry i didn't mean that to yeah happen.
4: no i was just just finishing it up not, not so much with the dessert but dinner was a whole experience <laughs>
1: So um, from your Indian heritage, do you mm-hmm. make any naan, um, gulab jamun, any of the traditional? I,
4: I don't make any of the sweets except uh, basmati rice pudding. That my, that's like my sister's favorite thing. If I make it, if I make a big batch, she'll have it for dessert and then breakfast the next day. So it's, you know, basmati rice cooked with milk and cinnamon steak and cloves. And you finish it with a little rose water and pistachios so that's the only sweet that I make but uh yeah I learned to make roti and dal when I was pretty young those are those are pretty easy everybody know how to make curry chicken <laughs> that's like <laughs> a staple um and then yeah I've just since I left home I started learning just sort of other other recipes and and a little bit more of like the North Indian cuisine too because you know most of our Indian heritage is is southern it's it's South India and Sri Lanka. Mm.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, I've been there and I love. I've been to Goa.
4: Oh and yeah, it's so it's a lot of it's so seafood. Beautiful. Yes, and a lot so, of seafood. Yeah, we do that too. Shrimp, curry, shrimp. Yeah. And nice. but our our um curries are more of like that kind of like brothy style. It's right. not the like creamy coconut finished ones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. God, I'm sorry, sweet. That I'm so hungry right now. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
0: <laughs> so you make the drive from Philly to California. Mm-hmm. Did you mean to land in wine country, or did you did you decide to just go to California?
4: Well, I I decided to go to San Francisco because I had applied and gotten into culinary school in San Francisco, and I know San Francisco is a big food town, and it's you know it's it sort of the hub of California cuisine, and so I, I intentionally ended up in the Bay Area, and then the the decision to move up to Wine Country just came after after my husband and I got married. We were both working at restaurants in San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley. And we just decided, I don't even remember how that decision happened, we just put it out there, we want to move to wine country and then he got an opportunity to uh, work for a winery in Sonoma. So we we had a good excuse and we took it. That He's a wine pre- guy in case that hasn't. <laughs> th- case that, no, that, that makes that perfect clear. sense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, what's your connection to wine now? Um, are you a wine girl? Did he turn you into a wine? A wine? Oh, snob? Yeah.
4: oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't say snob. I I have a broad appreciation. Gotcha. So, uh, I mean, I I really I started drinking wine as soon as I was legal legally able to, <laughs> um, but. I really started to become interested in it more academically when I got my first restaurant job, which is where I met my husband. He was a wine director. And You see where this is going. <laughs> but uh, we would have lineup before a service every day. And, you know, they would talk about the new wines and what we're pouring by the glass and what's coming in and what we're pairing with what. And I was hearing all these words that that I, I was like, I'm waiting to hear like Merlot <laughs> and Chardonnay. And I'm hearing words like Nebbiolo and alionico and Franciacorta. I'm like, what like are these kinds of wine? are these what what are these words? So, um that's when I, I really started to to dig in and start to learn. And then then Zena and I got married, and um well, then we had a chance to go work a wine harvest in Italy. So I mean, picking grapes and helping to make wine will really, you know, form that sort of personal connection. So, in addition to just like understanding the process of how wine is made. now it's like, you know, there's some of my skin cells in that, in that open top fermenter. What was the question again?
0: (laughs) Oh, no, you answered it. You answered it perfectly.
4: (laughs) So, yeah. So then, you know, having moved to wine country, a lot of the, the, the dinners that I'm asked to do now are wine focused. Uh, They're either specific pairing dinners or, or they're just wine focused because it's wine country and, and we have to highlight the wines. So um, gotcha. the first that really started when I got asked out of the blue to do a dinner for Penrose. If you're familiar, the Italian, I'm Italian, <laughs> I have Italian on the brain, uh, the Australian winery. And um, that was really fun and it it was really well appreciated. And so it's something that I get asked to do now.
0: What do you prefer when you do wine dinners and tastings? Do you rather pair the wine around the food or vice versa, the food around the wine?
4: I tailor the food to the wine. Gotcha. Because like I said, it's not like I have one style that I'm trying to make it fit to any, you know, to to, uh, to different circumstances. Um, And I I think it's a fun, creative challenge. It's like, give me a theme. And for me, the wine is the theme. So I'll try to get the tasting notes, and I'll read through the tasting notes, and then, and then ideas just start to, you know, like that, that scene in Ratatouille, with the, the, the fireworks and whatnot. The ideas just start to swirl around like that, and and then I'll, you know, it, it might take a couple iterations, but the menu is definitely made for, the the wine. All right. So this is the fun part of the show. Uh, we're going to ask you a few
0: closeout questions. Glenish, you and I have answered two of these in the last episode, but Tanisha and Leslie have not. So the first question is, name a signature dish from your hometown.
3: So I'll I'll go. Um, you know, you guys, I claim Louisiana. And one dish that I thought everybody had had but I learned recently that they hadn't is crawfish pie.
0: I don't know what what is that? I've never had that. Me
3: either. So it's 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 like the um it's like crawfish etouffee, but in a pastry.
4: I uh, love a savory pastry. But like a pastry. Hot that pocket sounds like that a, sounds a hot pocket.
3: Yeah, like I mean, a hot I mean, pocket. But a crispy, like a, a flaky crust. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I, I thought everybody had had
0: that. And mm-hmm. like, so why do we have
1: that? You when you everybody had a fabulous girl. No, dinner at your that. house.
0: Yeah, yeah, you made us gumbo <laughs> and everything. And all this,
1: have, you didn't, you didn't grace us with this. I'm not mm-hmm. understanding.
0: Okay, noted. Tanisha, what about you?
2: oh I don't know. Deep pizza, cheese and caramel popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Italian of- beef, like ignore the Italian part, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it literally has nothing to do with Italy. Okay,
0: <laughs> What is it? Is it like shaved beef?
2: Mm-hmm. And then okay. it's on this um, uh, fresh bread roll and then they dip it in the juice that they cook the um, meat in.
0: Oh, okay. Like a French dip?
3: Like okay. loose. Yeah. They, some places okay. call it loose meat. Like a loose meat sandwich. Well, I thought what loose meat was ground. ground. Uh, yeah, I, I say loose, loose meat, meat is ground. ground. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and also just calling it loose meat makes it because so that's the type of restaurant God. that
0: Roseanne had on her show. She had a loose meat right? restaurant. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's that's where I got it from. Honestly, <laughs> you know they eat different. Oh
4: gosh. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, Danielle. What about you? Oh, that's so funny. Uh, well, I mean. So, you know ever i feel like everybody already knows jerk chicken and rice and peas and uh, i think maybe most people know ackee and saltfish which is our national dish but for me um, you know speaking of savory pastry situation um so there's this place in jamaica called Devon House and it's uh it's it's a, i wouldn't say a tourist attraction it's a it's a monument it's a historical place and it's open to the public and they have uh you know coffee shops and gift shops and a little bakery but they're really really known for their ice cream Uh, Devon House ice cream is like it's we take everybody there It's, it's where the locals go the tourists go everybody hangs out there and you you have flavors like guava and papaya and stout and coffee and coconut and just all these like local local flavors that you can't find anywhere else and so that's like it's a whole experience to take somebody to Devon House for the ice cream, and then here's the, here's the ticket. Speaking of savory pastry, so right next door to the coffee shop, the ice cream shop. Sorry, there's a bakery called the Brick Oven, and they are known for their patties. And so the the real deal is the lobster patty. Speaking of crawfish what yes yeah. yeah. so it's like a lobster in a bechamel sauce with a little bit of curry a little bit of spice so oh that's like that's the full experience so you go you order your patties while you're waiting for your patty you go next door you order your ice cream and then you can sit in the courtyard and just have this lovely little afternoon so it's not just it's not just about the dish Although the food is really good but the what's store, the name of the um, patty shop again so the patty shop is called the brick oven and it's in Devon House. So a little it. historical tidbit. It's, the, it's a, an old mansion that was built allegedly by the first black millionaire in Jamaica. And, and that's
1: like, in Kingston.
4: Yes. Right down the road from Bob Marley's house. So you can make a whole mm. day of it.
1: Oh. I've been to Jamaica a million times, but never been to Kingston. That's pure, true transparency.
4: Well, uh, thank you for your honesty. But I mean, <laughs> honestly, you know, if you go as a tourist, unless you know somebody in Kingston who can really show you the ropes and, and, and take you of And that's why I haven't been. Yeah, well, because you didn't know me. I know you know me. Oh, my where parents we going? are still there, so. Where right, are we going? I'll meet you there. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Right. Right.
1: Finger on the pulse of the. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, but uh, I'm serious. I mean, my parents are still there and they love to host and show people our own and and they're allegedly retired now so they have a little bit more time
1: we can do a whole whole um podcast from kingston let's make it happen let's make it happen indeed yeah
4: we could do the food who would say no (laughs) i'm gonna put
1: that on the list i've become the travel person for the podcast we got several places we going in the next couple of years so okay but you have to make it, it
4: to the black food and wine experience here this year first right when is that it's in june or july oh see i should have had my i think it is in june
0: yeah i think i i think i think somebody else mentioned
4: it was in june that
0: was chef mimi yeah chef mimi mentioned it was yeah, in
4: june yes. right mm-hmm. yep just giving That's her awesome. another little plug there but i should have had the yeah. date right sorry yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say <laughs> that <laughs> sounds okay. funny
1: what Would you say, Leslie? I'm sorry. When I you...
4: said oh, no, that's okay.
3: We'll just have to put it on the calendar,
1: girl. I'm gonna need to sell my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we do, We just need some sponsors. So we're in the market for sponsors. Okay, there we go. Oh, uh-huh. exactly.
1: Serena. I yeah. like the way you account- mm-hmm. where you, where you frame that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was mm-hmm. willing to give up a
3: kidney, but sponsors are better. Yeah.
4: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice keep your speak. organs.
3: <laughs> next question.
0: Okay, this is for everybody. What was your staple lunchbox item? What mm-hmm. needed to be in your lunchbox? You now, you know, so when we carry the lunchbox,
1: I'm from the city. I do carrying no lunchbox. Well, what? So, would you? Oh, you <laughs> a school
0: lunch? A Unfortunately. Maybe. Oh, Capri Sun for you, Tanisha? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
4: well, for me, it was. Bon and cheese not so much and this is a this is a jamaican thing are you familiar they with sure that? no I'm what
0: thinking. is it cheese,
4: ahead, <laughs> so it's like a cheese sandwich a very special cheese sandwich so instead of bread it's spiced bun which it looks like a short small dark brown loaf of bread but it's slightly sweet and it's made with like dark beer usually and dried fruits and it's, it's usually an easter staple but you can find the kind of Less special version all year round. And we serve that with just a slab of tin t- t- <laughs> t- t- cheese, of you t- know? T- <laughs> 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 processed tasty cheese that comes in the can. <laughs>
0: And okay. so is the chili? Really... so you just eat it as a, like a cheese like sandwich like a san-
4: like a cheese sandwich yeah okay. but this is you know the the bread the bun is sweet and sort of spicy it has warm spices in it and then you just have this big slab of salty cheese in the in the middle so it's a whole experience it's i don't know if it's for everybody but <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a jamaican must have
1: I've had it it's good with the cheese mm-hmm.
4: oh, okay yeah that's the real experience
1: if you go to jamaica you have that i tell people get off of the all-inclusive
4: oh yeah and
1: stay somewhere boutiquey and
4: eat local i i appreciate that that approach because i mean the all-inclusives can be convenient they towards americans But yeah, I mean, it's like the same breakfast buffet you find anywhere else. No shades of the standard breakfast buffet. But I mean, you know, if if you're traveling for the culture, get out and eat the real food. Eat the food that people are Mm -hmm. eating. You might have an upset stomach. It might burn your mouth. You know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Be open to the experience. The spice is going to be
1: totally different than what you're used to. So you need to have a conversation with most of the um, cooks because... When you when you're in Jamaica, and I know this is gonna take the podcast to the left. I'm sorry, but when you're in Jamaica and you go to a uh restaurant that's on the side of the road, they're cooking that Rio whatever Rio that Rio. meal is, and once it runs out, it runs out and it's so fresh. And when you're talking to them and you're cooking them like, Oh, I can't do too much spice. And if they haven't cooked, if they haven't cooked it already, they can Adjust the heat a little bit, but
4: other than that And if they have my... cooked it already they'll tell you No man it's not too hot just just straight, <laughs> exactly. <it." laughs> exactly just like that And then you're up <gasps> Uh-huh but And then I can so sell you much... some coconut water to cool off
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh he's telling totally the truth I love
0: Jamaica I
3: can't wait, oh, I can't wait um, like me homesick
4: Yes mm. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Leslie England, is, um, y'all have an answer? I Literally two things. I never had a lunch box
1: t- that I can remember because I'm a little older than most of you all. And when, if I didn't eat the school lunch, which was freaking horrible, I had friends who at the time got to go home for lunch, quote unquote. And my grammar school, which was from K through eighth grade, was right across the street from a Burger King. So I would give them money, be like, "Hey, bring me back a cheeseburger and fries." So that's what I would. do. Gotcha. Or I just wouldn't, I'm not eating something. Yeah, I didn't gotcha. have a staple lunchbox item. Wow. Leslie, I
3: don't. I didn't have one unless I, you know, blocked out that whole experience. I can't <laughs> remember one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the trauma (laughs) (laughs) um
0: for me there little Debbie used to have these little brownies now it wasn't good chocolate it wasn't a but it was like it gave you just enough of a brownie taste to make you happy but it was uh it was about this big and it was like two little squares but Mm -hmm. that was my my staple yeah oh I I lied lied.
1: mine was now later oh well (laughs) I always stopped at the local (laughs) store (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you used to get now. There's like this for a quarter. The stick, so grape and apple. Yeah, not mm. watermelon. I because watermelon seemed to be a little overpowering to me. So oh. I love the grape, great apple. Well my two you had a discerning
4: favorites. palate even then. Yeah. <laughs> so cute! I love best <laughs> <laughs> And
1: you really don't know how discerning. But that's another podcast, right, ladies?
4: <laughs> I'll I'll keep listening. I'm glad I'm glad to have phoned you. I'm I'm happy I got to listen to a couple episodes before this because you guys are fun.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. My pal is unbelievable. <laughs> you
4: okay. Okay. Next
0: question. Favorite cereal?
2: Crunch berries. Like really? Captain Crunch? Yes. The oh. berry one. The Crunch Berry one. Not the all berries, because that's ridiculous. Yeah. The the Crunchberries, okay. yeah.
1: Frosted Flakes.
2: Mm. Tony oh, the second.
1: Tiger was my man.
2: Close second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Frosted Flakes.
2: I like mind. I can eat none of it now. I can eat none of it. It's all.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't.
3: I don't eat cereal now. Yeah. Mm-mm. But back the, the in the day, the peanut butter crunch was my favorite.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Captain Crunch.
3: Peanut. The peanut butter crunch. I remember that.
4: Okay. Danielle, yep, what about but you? Captain Crunch is like a—it's a polarizing choice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. A lot of feelings about Captain Crunch. <laughs> they
1: just had good marketing.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. It was um, probably
3: but, inexpensive too. That was probably another thing.
4: Oh, uh, Yeah, I—I I, I can't tell the last time I bought cereal, and like all of you said, is it's just too sweet for me now. But I—I I remember I have fond memories of cinnamon toast crunch. I don't know if it's something I would still want to eat, but I remember liking it when I did.
0: Yeah, I used to oh, like yeah. a cinnamon toast crunch, but I think my go. Okay, what I would ask my mom for? No, I didn't always get it. Was golden graham's, but yeah. um, yeah, that, uh, that golden that was, that was
4: up there too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: but my safe choice was kicks. Kicks. I remember
3: kicks. Was, what was kicks? Um. Was I like a, it a puck, was like corn. Like puffball? Yeah, they're yeah, like puffballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: okay. And they're like slightly, slightly sweet, but very, it doesn't have as much su- sugar as the rest of the cereals. Okay. Yeah.
2: No Lucky yeah. Charms lovers?
0: Oh, ew. I hate marshmallows. I, I, did.
4: No. I did. I did. <laughs> a long a long time ago. No, no, judgment. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. Okay. okay. What was the other one with the wrap?
2: That wasn't Lucky Charm. What was the one with the rabbit? Uh, tricks. Tricks, for tricks, 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 tricks. Okay. All I could hear, yeah. I, I kept hearing, are for kids, are for kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's this? <laughs> silly rabbit. Yes, <laughs> <R> for kids. <laughs> tricks. Okay, sorry, Sarita. All right, Oh no, it's fine.
0: It is fine. Okay, what dish do you bring when someone passes?
3: <laughs> Ooh. Usually a ham. I don't okay. know why. It, just, it was just like, well, I guess we gotta fix my ham because <laughs> <laughs> it goes a long way. It does.
4: does. You can do a yeah. whole lot
0: with ham. Like, yeah.
2: That's what.
4: <laughs> you know, well, ham that's that's a so so serious
2: as preparation. Uh-uh. You either get the pie from the store or some wine because I feel like you probably need to drink and then you like dessert. <laughs> so. You get a pie of some ice cream, a little apple pie a la mode.
0: Wow. (laughs) You bring in (laughs) parties. It's it's a birthday party. (sighs) No,
1: I bring in cutlery.
0: Okay.
1: Or I'm just giving them money. Yeah, get what they want or some sodas. I just Mm. Mm. get. (laughs) cutlery or
0: drinks. Yeah.
4: Gotcha. Well, this this might be a weird thing for a chef to say, but for me, it's white room. But in the white room. Jay Ray huh. and nephew. Overproof Ooh. White Room. That's but, yeah, what I'm talking
2: about.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> bring in, <laughs> oh, bring so in the party. Got, well,
1: to have, got to bring the Aunt Ray and nephew, Uncle Ray, and, ne- and cousin. Well, nephew. yeah. So I mean
4: <laughs> there, there are different levels to it. So I mean, you get just a little bit serious for just a minute. I've I've been on the receiving end of it. And I remember people bringing food and I didn't feel like eating. I didn't eat for weeks. I mean I probably did eat just enough to keep myself sustained but what I remember <laughs> what I remember was white rum <laughs> and just Doubted. you know yeah. yeah but um there's also like a little bit of spiritual significance to it for us too is what we use for libations you know you pour pour one out for the spirits cuz allegedly Jamaican spirits anyway like clear liquor mm-hmm. so before you break ground on a new project or a new house or or you moving into a new house or you you know you bless the ground with just a little white room and just acknowledge the spirits and and ask them to keep you safe so it's the same you know kind of acknowledging the the loved ones who have passed on and then everybody else can just drown their sorrows
1: well you know what
4: I, I I'm I, I subscribe to that and I'm not even Jamaican
1: because I'm um, going to tell you why. And it's totally left of what you just said. I think Ray and Nephew kept me from getting COVID. The last
4: <laughs> year. My grandmother right. would probably agree with you. If because
1: that. when that fool that was in um, at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue talked about <laughs>
4: drinking chloride. Drinking bleach. You're right? like, no, I was no. Like, you
1: know what? You can't swallow bleach, Dodo. But I can take a cap <laughs> full of Ray and Nephew and clear my throat. I gargle with it. When I would come in from outside. I would gargle with Ray and nephew and a capful, just a capful and swap.
4: You have the spirit of my grandmothers <laughs> right now. My grandma always had a bottle right next to her bed. And you, you know, when, when bad feelings take you, you sniff a little bit, you pat a little on your head. You take a little. Yeah. Bit, <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> you. It off.
1: There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: I love it. Um, if I don't have time to make anything um for the repast, I'm bringing Popeye's chicken.
4: <gasps> Popeye!
0: Tanisha, speaking of Popeyes, I don't
4: know Please tell us. us
0: we can talk man. about we can talk
2: about that after this. We can talk about that after this. That was a highlight of my Wait, you I will bring some
0: to
1: Paris if I come from the Bay Bay
2: concept. <laughs> Girl, you don't have to. We got our own. Woo!
1: Wait,
0: All you that can't that. talk about it now, Tanisha?
2: Oh, I mean, I can, but I didn't want to get in the middle of we were playing a game. So I was no, thinking, we're we're just
0: about done. I, I need to hear about your papa's experience in Paris.
2: Tell us. So, so it was amazing. It was a highlight of my Black History Month. Um, <laughs> so how it started is, I was taking the bus one night and um i see this light out the corner of my eye and i turn over and look and i was like does that say popeyes i was like no it can't be that doesn't say popeyes i get up from my seat on the bus and walk over to the other side because i wasn't sitting on that side of the bus and i look out the window and then i see the louisiana kitchen part and i see it's orange i was like oh my gosh all of my dreams are about to come true they are opening up popeyes so i went to the google and they got all the information. They were like, "Yes, they are open at Popeyes." We didn't know it, when it was gonna open at that point. Then later on, I found out it was open in February first. Could not find the time, so I kept searching, kept searching. Found the time, eleven o'clock. I was like, "All right, well, I gotta get up and be there at nine o'clock." So I got myself up. I was standing outside of Popeyes at eight fifty-eight. I was fifth in line at the Popeyes. They had an orange <laughs> carpet. They had, but they weren't even finished with the store. Okay, with the um, restaurant, they, it's a man inside putting up the lights in the wall, putting up the fixture. So I'm taking pictures. I'm talking to the people in front of me. Nobody was behind me for a while. Then like um, two black girls came um, and still behind me. Um, And so they were chatting with each other. Then some people in the front, one of the ladies in the front lived in the state, So that's how she knew Popeyes. And so we started chatting. Then the news channel came and then they did interviews. The TikTok (laughs) person for Popeyes came and they're doing interviews. Then a band came, more people are now in the line. A band came, they're singing these songs. They sang um, Casanova. <laughs> and the bridge part, I'm like, I don't think that's what the words are. They be like, oh, Casanova, take your jaws off, take your jaws <laughs> off. What? I was, like, I, I was like, are these the words? I don't I I don't remember this part of the song. <laughs> And I'm like, and, and I don't, and I know they don't know what they're saying, which made it even more hilarious. So I'm this the was only a one cracking friend. up laughing. Yes. So, so what I'm they the only one things? laughing because other people don't know what's happening. They're like, well, they're looking at me like, well, what's so funny? I'm like, they don't know what they're saying. They don't, don't know these aren't Were they saying it words. in French? No, they were saying, take your drawers off. <laughs> in English. <laughs> yes. That's why I was so hilarious. I'm like, this not, these not the words these are not the worst so then more people come uh, the employees are all there and then they bring us They're like oh the first people in line we give you all a gifts so I got a beanie I got a Popeyes umbrella a bag um they gave out the QR code so we can look up the menu I was clearly pressed because I need to know if they have biscuits or not I searched <laughs> the menu they did in fact have biscuits so I got hype standing in line. It was like, all right. It wasn't that cold of a day, so it wasn't terrible. Also, and I've told this story before, one of the security guards was fine, fine, okay? <laughs> so he made the time go by very easy because I, I was creeped the way I was staring at him, all right? So there's that. Um, uh, more TV came out, taking photos, video, that kind of thing. And then somebody did a speech about welcome to Popeye's. We're so excited to be having it here. This is the first one in France. And they open it here. It's terrible just walking distance from my house, but here we are. And then they cut the ribbon, they count down and they cut the ribbon and they go, let's book Popeye's and you know me let's go pop ice i like the little
4: french accent in there
2: let's go pop ice <laughs> so a go in like now people are starting to like push the line a little and come up and the woman who's right in front she's like uh-uh you come right here with me because we were here first and so she pulls me in and then we get in we order from the machine and then um we walk in it's people on both sides like think like soul train line how people stand. <laughs> And they're all clapping. Welcome to Popeye's B new Yay. And then it's cameras. It's taking pictures. It's video. It's chaotic. I'm like, I would just like to order my chicken sandwich and these biscuits that I know y'all got. So go place my order. And then the was like, oh, whoa, whoa, stop. And I was like, wait, what What did I do? And she's like, oh, we will we'll take care of it. Since I was one of the first people in line, they pay for my food. Now I'm trying to go back, of course, and order more since yes. I know they're paying for it. But again, chaotic, got it because they have cheesecake there. They have milkshakes. Mm. I'm trying to taste a melange of things, okay? <laughs> but I end up just getting a, a drink, chicken sandwich, chicken tenders, extra biscuits, and fries. Did they, so they have, bring all my? Did they have rice and beans? No, they don't have sides. They have fries. okay. Oh,
1: Mm, okay. And so, what else was different than the, the what you can remember from the U.S. Popeyes versus the French Popeyes? Mainly
2: the sides, the sides, and then I know that the um, spicy isn't as spicy because, mm. like, spicy in America, I can't even do it. The spicy here's not, like, not oh, even
0: that's that's
1: that spicy. spicy. Right. It's, it's not. good. It's not. Did they share okay. champagne with the fried chicken?
2: they didn't because they don't have a license for it you know you gotta have stuff stuff, like but when they had their private pre-opening party they did have a sparkling wine Mm -hmm. there I mean I can't be certain of champagne but they did have sparkling wine there this place was so clean oh my goodness it was so clean and bright they have USB cords in there and Mm -hmm. um, outlets and then the lights and the machines to order from so you don't have to talk to nobody if you don't want to then they come bring the order over Customer service was amazing. Of course, I didn't eat all that food, so they brought me a bag. Would you like to take it to go, ma'am? Yes, I would. That was always the plan.
0: <laughs> do they, they have anything the different? Do they have anything different on their menu that we don't have on ours?
2: Does Papa's have milkshakes?
0: No. No. Do they
2: have cheesecake? No.
0: no.
3: They, those have both of they have all. Here they have all. So those are. When I saw that, I was like, they do Wait, the cheesecake? They do have. It's it's um it's seasonal, but they do have a cheesecake. Oh. It's like Mardi Gras cheesecake or something. Oh, I've never and had it. Is that, that only seasonal. down there in, in Louisiana?
2: Oh, is that a Louisiana thing? Right. That's with the crawfish pie. Uh,
0: no,
3: no, no. I saw it had, I did see it on the menu here, but it's it's seasonal. very seasonal. Okay.
1: Okay. Noted. Huh. They had the little baby in the cake. No, that's a different <laughs> <The> cake. <laughs>
2: oh my yeah, god so that, was, that was Popeye, and i've been wanting to go back but people on tiktok and then i also have another friend who went she's like yeah tanisha the line is about an hour long so real wow. they're like, it's oh. like 50 minutes to an hour long i'm like listen i am excited it's here and i'm excited y'all excited but um i need y'all to move out the way because i need to go back because i need more biscuits and another chicken sandwich
1: <laughs> so. so i guess the big question so were the biscuits comparable to the biscuits that you get here
2: absolutely yes I was very very pleased I almost I literally almost shed a tear in there when I took a bite out (laughs) so it is official I have no reason to come back now Uh, (laughs) no no reason to come back to the Americas so
0: (laughs) the last time I was in Paris um I met two Americans and they told me to go to the KFC in Paris because it's a different experience. Have you been to KFC? Any, anybody? I was going to
1: ask the same question. So yeah. no, I haven't. I haven't been in Paris and Tanisha's going to get me for that. So that's
0: why I have to keep remembering that. I, that hmm. I'm that i just flying. Notice right I'm speaking. <laughs> <right in. laughs> no, All right. I, yeah, she <laughs> is. Speechless. About- Tanisha, have yeah. you been to KFC though?
2: Girl, I did that one time when I first moved here, and never did it again. We don't want that three little. It just mm -mm. no, mm, no. Okay. No, that wasn't ever right. Mm -mm. If I wanted fried chicken, like now they have chicken and waffle places, but if I really wanted fried chicken, I would do um, Korean fried chicken. Oh,
0: Mm. okay, okay.
2: They uh-huh. will have the decent fried chicken and the um smaller pieces like wing, like. But then now they have a buffalo wing place here called Professor Wings that I keep saying I want to go to. They do all you can eat wings on Fridays.
0: Um, do they fry their wings
2: hard there though?
0: Okay, that's enough. That,
2: that hard part. Okay. No, I mean eventually, maybe next month I'll be able to go back to Popeyes because the hour wait. Uh, <laughs>
3: I wonder if you could, like, um, call in an order.
1: That's what I was going to no, ask.
3: Not yet. They
2: are, because um, I asked them that day, like, oh, are you guys going to be on Deliveroo and Uber Eats? And they were like, yeah. And I forgot the date they said that it would be um, on there. But they probably have to give it time, because, like, if the line to wait to get in there now is an hour, they can't be making no delivery orders.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Um, I don't know if you guys like fried fish, but um, I don't know if you know, but Gordon Ramsey opened up a fish and chips spot at the wharf. Really? Also, oh, okay, he Gordon. Op- and he opened, <clears throat> excuse me, a Hell's Kitchen also at the wharf.
3: Yes. So. DC? Wharf. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of the wharf, you remember Captain White? Yeah. At the wharf? They are now in Fort Washington.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the wharf it has been transformed. But, oh, very um, much so. But I have to go taste this fish and chips though.
1: Yeah, me too. Because mm-hmm. I'm a fish okay. and chips girl. So yeah. Danielle, so this is interesting because mm-hmm. you know when I'm in Jamaica and I see that a Kentucky Fried Chicken,
4: uh huh,
1: that blows my mind. I'm like who the hell wants Kentucky Fried Chicken when you got all these road jerk chicken stands?
4: Well, I when you they, now the they I know yeah, right. <laughs> well, now they happily coexist, but uh they weren't there when I was growing up. So I didn't really grow up with much of that stuff. Like a lot of the fast food, the American fast food chains just started to come in exactly, you know, right before I left. So I, I didn't yeah, I didn't like grow up acquiring the taste for a lot of those things, but it's just like anything else, novelty, you know, when when you're used to eating the same pan chicken from the same guy on the same corner every friday night and then like a domino's opens up like okay it's not the best pizza but it's something something new and and we love american things so (laughs) so there's that wow but you know uh there some things are different though Mm. like the the way they source the meat is different for I, I i mean i i think that they had to sign an agreement to to source local meat for some of those chains so it doesn't taste exactly the same as it does here it's it's, it's not the same experience but again it, it's not really my jam but that's, i understand why they're there
1: that's good to know that it's the, it, it possibly tastes different because i passed by it going from Mobe to negrel all the time i was like
4: yeah no. and a lot of it is for the tourists too but right. you know, my mother will tell you, no, don't go to that KFC because that one have the chicken that tastes like yard fold. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's very obviously not as standardized as it is here. I can, I can just hear her now. That,
1: I, love <laughs> I love it.
4: I love it. When you eat it, it tastes like yard fold. It just tough and <laughs> tastes like backyard chicken. <laughs> yeah speaking of discerning pellets
0: but uh, you know what i bet y'all's backyard fowl tastes a lot better than our chicken
4: well it it tastes like in a grocery chicken. store
0: yeah hmm.
4: right um, well, wow that's a whole we could have a whole other conversation oh yeah <laughs> the food system and supply chain and monocultures and factory farming and yeah that, mm. that's a, that's a much more serious conversation
1: Another reason why I don't do all inclusives because all their food is imported.
2: That,
4: that's meats. true. Yeah, yeah. Everything, almost everything, and it's mm-hmm. you know they're they're really not. A lot of those international chains aren't really there to support the local, the local. economy. They're and just there to take advantage of the the money that's coming through. And,
1: mm-hmm. um,
4: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And the location. It's exactly.
4: Like,
1: you can't put. <laughs> a sand and I'm gonna call them out you can't put a sandals right here in DC because you ain't gonna have the beach
4: right but it's there's a little bit of commodification of it you know it's that they're just taking Mm -hmm. taking the corporate model and just plopping it in beautiful locations but not really trying to to be a part of the local economy or support the local businesses so support local business
1: exactly exactly that's so very true so another whole podcast because there's That chain bought us a place that was very local in the grill. That it's sad that it's no longer owned by the family Uh, who had that space. Do you remember the name of it? Oh
4: yeah. Oh, you don't want to call them
1: out, okay? (laughs) It is so. Oh my gosh, we'll have to talk. uh, We'll talk about that offline.
4: Okay, but
1: um, it's sad that they they finally got their hold on that, that piece of property and that piece of land that was in this particular family for
4: decades. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, sad, that's a sad but familiar story.
0: Well, I love it highly. Well, Danielle, this was a fantastic podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today.
4: I thank you so much for, for inviting me to do this. this yeah. Was, this was really fun. This was a, a fun conversation and I, I like to share a little bit of you know a little bit of Jamaica when I can so
0: I love it
1: um, definitely well we'll stay in touch and you know we, we have, have to find me
4: in real life
1: yeah yeah. we <laughs> have to figure out when we're going to bring the swirl suite to Kingston with uh, you let me and know and, and we'll coordinate
4: our, our schedules or schedules as we like to say
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and we have to let you know next time we're in uh, wine country too
4: yes yeah, well, you have people out here.
0: We do, we do so, have people.
4: Yeah, let please, please yes. keep in touch. Let us know, because yeah, we you need some some locals. Yes. to show you the, the good spots.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, do you have a, a account that people can follow you? The social uh, media.
4: Well, right now I'm. <laughs> I, I promise to be more active on social media. I, I am on Instagram, and I'm at. DS Fiala, so my first two initials, Danielle, Stephanie, Fiala, F-I-A-L-A, all one word. Um, and I haven't been posting a lot lately, but I do have a couple projects coming up that they're, they're still in a soft shell stage, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not ready for the sunlight yet, but um, I, I will be doing a lot more promotion, and so I'll, I'll be more active, but you can see me and, and a, some pretty food and, and my very cute daughter, so... <laughs> oh. um, yeah. I love it. And you ladies have my email address
0: so you know how yes. to Yes. Yes we do. Well thank you again. All right, that is a wrap. Thanks for joining this world suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up. Glenn is at Vino Noir. Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha. Vino301 is Leslie. And you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up
3: Media.